0: What's up citizens of Apologia? This is King Ginger and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you all to sign up for Apologia All Access. When you sign up for Apologia All Access, you're going to get exclusive on-demand content. This means that you and your entire family are going to get to watch every single TV show, every single after show, and every single Apologia Academy with new content dropping every single week. But most importantly, your contribution helps Apologia Studios create quality Christ centered entertainment that reaches millions of people on our YouTube channels and through our podcast with the gospel. So what are you waiting for? Change everything at ApologiaRadio.com.
1: non rock a must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day,
2: little doggie? Are you gonna bite? Delusional. Yeah, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. (laughs)
0: She hung up on me. (laughs) 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 What?
3: What? (laughs) What?
6: we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah.
2: they're not. And we are back. It's the gospel heard around the world. I'm the ninja. The bear's next to me, Steady Randy's next to me. King Ginger's in the background on the ones and twos. What's up, King? What's up, man? And to my left is the always wonderful Joy the Girl, Joy Tembi. What's up, Joy? Hello. 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 How are you? Good. Joy is so dedicated and so disciplined and amazing. She actually is going off of no sleep right now.
6: Right? Do you want to hear how disciplined I am? Yeah. I actually did fall asleep for like an hour just because I couldn't stay awake. Yeah. So I gave myself 25 minutes to get ready before I came here, and I snoozed through 20 of those minutes. Oh, nice. That is how dedicated, I, how dedicated I am. That's how dedicated you are. Right and while, yeah. while I was half sleeping during those 20 minutes, I was like, this is the
5: same as getting ready, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just glad you're here. Randy
5: and I are good, I'm just, I'm just glad I'm you're part
2: of it. That's
5: right. Yeah. Because you were asking, Randy and I are good.
2: Yeah. You guys are, you guys are, well, you guys you're are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're back, and we have lots to talk about today. We're going to dive right into it. Um, uh, we have a big year ahead of us planned. I want you guys to remember ReformCon.org, ReformCon.org. ReformCon is happening really, really soon, so we're going to focus our efforts right now and dedicate ourselves to getting that ready for you guys. i um, very excited about it. Dr. James White, John Sampson, N.D. Wilson, the author of um, Notes from the Tilted World, 100 Cupboards, and now the new... Outlaws of Time, fantastic to the author. Future Three. He's just a fantastic author. I told him he's my favorite modern author, and I mean that. If you read him, you'll know why I say that. And. Uh it's just really incredible. I mean, his book, he's not like, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Christian author. And so my books are in Crossway and Berean right. Christian bookstores. He's like all over Barnes and Noble. HarperCollins is his publisher, I believe. HarperCollins or HarperKids. Yeah. And, uh, and just fantastic stuff. And I can't wait for you guys to read that book. I can't wait to read it myself. And he's going to be at the conference. We're also going to have Darren Doan, filmmaker. We're going to have an art panel with Darren Doan Can't wait. and Andy Wilson at the conference. We're also going to have Scott Oliphant. We're going to have Kenneth Talbot, Vocab Malone, The Bear, the, the I said The Joy, The Joy, <laughs> King Ginger, Steady Randy will be there. Our, our whole crew, everyone's going to be at the conference. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's going to be amazing. And so you got to get your tickets at reformcon.org. If you didn't get them, get them soon. We're going to focus the conference in upon, of course, the teaching. But a big part of the conference is going to be... The fellowship, the hanging out, the getting cozy with the speakers and getting to know each other and talking to each other. And so we're also going to have a concert that Friday. And who is going to be at the conference or concert? Uh, Eshawn Burgundy. Eshawn. Ivy Connerly. And Four Known. Right on. Isn't uh, Leah coming too? She's going to help lead worship. Well, so there you go. This is a pretty big deal, guys. We're very excited. And we can't wait for you guys to... Um, to see it, like everything that we're going to be doing and to get this thing ready, it's, it's, it's a big deal and we can't put wait to put it on and to get it behind us and get all the content out so we're focusing in upon that but we have a big year though because uh, we're, I'm going to be on a plane, a, a bunch uh, I, have, I have a God's Not Dead conference just confirmed now for San Diego when is that? San Diegans <laughs> San Diegans that's who's there. That's did, actually. Didn't I we go out. to that last year? Yes, we did. June, like 18th. I'm just going to fly up, do it. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly right back. Um, but uh, so I'm, not, I'm just going to be on, on Saturday. Um, but uh, also uh, got word that we're going to be. Now, obviously, do we know we're doing our mission to Kauai to do a church plant in Kauai? But I got connected to two pastors, one in Oahu, one in Maui. And so I'm going to fly out there ahead of time to meet with their churches and prepare them. So we're coordinating now with all the islands for the church plants. It's pretty sweet. And then we're going to where? Iowa? Is it Iowa? Yes, Iowa. It is Iowa. That's in the United States, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay, Iowa. We're going to Iowa for conference at Dick and Betty, uh, the couple who owned the chapel that was shut Ode down. Guards, yep. uh, the Ode Guards was shut. They were in the national news because they're. Chapel was shut down um, by somebody that sued them because they would not perform or have a, a gay wedding ceremony at their chapel, um, or their art gallery is actually what it was, and they were shut down. So we're going there to do a conference on apologetics. When is that? Uh, that is uh, in September. September. So oh, also, I'm just learning about this. Yeah, I'm also going. Okay. No, you're not. I'm yeah, also, I am.
5: No, uh, you're. Are not. you really?
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going. So <laughs> okay. there, there's that. All right. Uh, we're also going. I'm. I'm going to also australia mate australia to a conference on apologetics and then flying from australia to new zealand where i will touch all the places that the lord of the rings was filmed and all i will all of them i will hopefully all of, them. all of them and i will hopefully meet Bilbo. Bre- brett and jermaine oh brett and jermaine. brett and jermaine from fly the concords that would be sweet that would be <laughs> like that would be the new zealand tour i'm bringing the drone i think you I should, should keep talking about it yeah is upsetting you? <laughs> so here's the thing.
5: Um, we had a, we had a couple come all the way from Australia to see us on Sunday. We at did,
2: church. we did, we did. We always have guests at church from from our online stuff and our radio show and our YouTube channel. But um, we always have guests from Australia. Not Australia, that's for sure. We always have guests uh, from all <laughs> over the place. Um, one of the things that uh, you get nervous about, people get nervous about, apparently on airplanes, is uh, terrorists. That's that's a that's of concern. Sometimes people are concerned about these things. And one of the people that you don't want to That's travel. Never been with, my concern, Jeff. Let me tell you, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm always more concerned about the TSA <laughs> That's than my, I am. I was the just ter- getting yep. to. So okay, there's, there's, let's talk about that. Ter- <laughs> ter- let's talk about that. <laughs> 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 Good mythical morning, Joy. Okay. Um, so, Terrace is a concern, but uh, some people call him Terry's. Um, and then there's also the concern of flying, anytime you fly with Marcus, going through TSA, yep. s- stay far from Marcus. Because um, first of all, he's very angry when he goes through TSA. <laughs> they, they know, but they—they—they like they, right. they have like they have the scanner that that the nude scanner that looks at your looks at your bits um, when you go through <laughs> bits and pieces, right? Like right there. Now it was first it was an option. Like, would you like to go through the scanner? Would you like to go through the thing? It's like well, I don't want to go. I don't want you to see me naked, so I'll go through the one thing. And they were like, yeah, it's just one. And sometimes we'll have you go through maybe like random selection. Now Phoenix Airport, every line is like we're gonna see your goods. Everyone, come on in. Like what that's do you have- I have to hide though. Uh, me,
0: I, I don't want people don't, to see me
2: Who? So what? Has the highest beds. I don't want to see. I don't. It's a stranger. to see. It looks <laughs> like it's a stranger. I feel awkward. <laughs> Anyways, they also have apparently some sort of like camera system, like overlooking all TSA areas where they can see like what's happening in your mind. They get the pitman alert and your hatred <laughs> for what's happening at TSA, <laughs> right. and they always. They're like, they look at Marcus, they're just staring at him they're like, that's the one, that's the one and they just like pull him aside and they, they go through his bag and they, you know, strip search and cavity search, like it's like the whole thing for Marcus. I know, I mean, I just, just think about it guys, these people get paid
0: maybe 15 bucks an hour and I just think, that's what it took for you to overthrow the constitution 15 bucks an hour the problem
5: is you but let them know it. that every time. I know, it's
0: on my face. <laughs> See,
5: I, I intentionally do not go in the same line as Marcus. Yeah, I he does. Him no, f- Luke really I, does. This last time, I literally picked the longer line so that I was not in line with Marcus. And I still ended up out at the same time because he made <laughs> them angry. By yes. the look on his face Right And so they Strip, strip, strip I, searched him anyways I, I did and actually so. I,
2: I did last time uh, Where did we go last? Nashville Well yeah. we flew out of Nashville Okay So I did actually I, I did get a little bothered By the person And I had to make a comment to him Because I went through the, the scanner And I It's the nude scanner And I didn't have anything on me All I have is my necklace Right here And so he saw the necklace He's like We gotta, we gotta search your, your, your top Now, because there's something came up on the scanner, I said, Oh, it's my necklace. And he goes, Okay, we gotta take a look. And so this big guy puts his hand. Like a karate knife hand Into the center of my sternum And he pushes like super hard To the right and to the left And I was like and, Like he pushed me back and I was like Did you have to do that so hard? Are you trying to get into my chest? Like what What are you was trying to do? Was this before or after Marcus? That was bu- I think before Marcus well, I think they, I went they first They already knew Yeah they were they like you, You're them with then. him You're with yeah. him This is, uh, this is Marcus mm. This is Marcus on the plane Actually concerned about the terrorists Ter-
7: Do you mean terrorists? Oh yeah yeah, baby, he ain't talking about Terry Gar. And I certainly ain't talking about no Terry Cloth. I mean, if a Terry up on this plane, he been thinking about trying to do something. We gonna drags him up. You, you're gonna, you're gonna what? We gonna drags him, um, scrouns. I think what my partner's trying to say is, if, if any Terry's come up in here, we gonna get our Bergeron. Did something happen or did I <laughs> m- miss something Is hypothetical? Or? Oh, we're going to definitely drop some hypotheticals on that Terry's clavicle because I'm talking about... squeeze, 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 squeeze.
1: Don't you just wish, though? So? Don't you just wish in your heart of hearts some Terry would come up in here trying some grab Oops. and the touchy-feely.
7: That's- It's the opposite of what I want to have happen on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I always keep my recorder on when I'm with Marcus so I can catch all that wonderful (laughs) content. (laughs) Speaking of wonderful content, uh, Marcus uh, King Ginger Pittman uh, was on a uh, podcast. It's called These Go to Eleven, an awfully strange um, uh, name for a podcast, but kind of cool, catchy. It's after the rock band. Yeah, it's pretty. Okay. Uh, All right.
0: I don't know what the rock band is yeah, but I don't like, know what would that they, they they had a dial you know on the on the amp and it goes to 10. Oh okay. So they actually had one made that would go to 11. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. That's it. It's from Spinal Tap. Okay. And yeah. so they actually made that's like job, they actually made like a PV amp that goes to 11. Mm, for them that's nice so that's where the name these goes it's like cranking it up that's That's oh i get
2: you okay i got it well they have an interesting (laughs) character on their show and he's called he's called james king reverend james king and uh from the king james something church yeah uh well this is i'll just i'll play it for you they they have marcus on and then they have uh james king call in so
1: marcus is such a nice guy
4: i know and he's on such a good role (sighs) too but But dude we gotta honor our commitment that's right it's, you know, we, we've we've had another call. We have. Dave Shive, oh, no. We – Yeah. You, you say it's not you, Dave. We know it is.
1: It's got to be, man. Who else would have access to our uh, writer's room meeting? That's,
2: That's right. right. And everybody else who we yeah.
4: have on here loves us. I
1: know. I know. And just can't say enough good about us. That's right. Uh, except our wives, which is why they're not in the writing room. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Marcus, you've, you've probably heard once or twice a call from uh, – we've got a – we don't want to call him a heckler, although that's what he is. Uh,
4: how did Nathan put it? A troll? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. A concerned Christian citizen, the Reverend James King. Uh, brother, we no,
4: he,
1: we he try to stop. keep it under wraps.
0: Yeah, he, he might stop calling if you stop playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> true. We're probably creating the monster, Nathan. He's right on I that. Know. We might have to come <laughs> up with a new policy. Uh, until we do... He did. He did hear you were coming on, Marcus. I didn't even know he knew about you. Research you because you guys over there are pretty cutting edge. You're doing some great media savvy stuff. I'm thinking the Reverend James King couldn't know about it. Somehow he's found out. His um, little church research department has done a little work, and uh, well, we'll just let you listen to his voicemail. This is from uh, the Reverend James King. Uh, friends, this is Reverend uh, James King of uh, the James King King James uh, Bible-believing, teaching, preaching, ministries. Friends, just when I thought these two useless bags of fat and bones had <laughs> heeded my wise counsel, they go ahead and invite a special guest on tonight who's only special in the way that uh, things like rabies and, and botulism are special illnesses. That's right, friends. They've been riding on a real juicy tonight. This is one of Satan's uh, special forces soldiers. He calls himself by the vile name King Ginger. Can you believe that, friends? He's proud of having the same hair color as some of Satan's favorite servants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 My friends, uh,
1: you see Ball, that tiny little French weasel Napoleon, that excuse for a comedian that devil-worshipping Carrot Top. (laughs) And worst of all, friends, uh, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Friends, uh, the research department at the King James Tabernacle uh, has verified that that innocent-looking redhead has an inappropriate attraction to that vile animal featured on that show. That's right, friends. I'm talking about Velma. (laughs) Friends, this pathetic (laughs) excuse for a man King Ginger... More like a motley bearded leprechaun. And he works for some abominable organization named Apologia Radio. Friends, did you hear that? Apologia Radio. This demonic man makes a living apologizing for the Bible. Friends, he's embarrassed about the claims of our Lord Jesus. And friends, actually, has every reason to be embarrassed because he's a phony. He's completely bogus. Let me tell you, friends, his real name tells you all you need to know about this man. That's right. His name is Marcus Pittman. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Marcus Pittman. <coughs> your name tells you about your destiny when you end up in the pit of the lake of fire
3: burning for all eternity. Oh,
1: friends, oh, don't listen to this fool. as he use fancy words tonight like culture and engaging lost people in the gospel. Friends, this is his code language. For what we know is debauchery and licentious You know what it is. Friends, instead, tune into the King James Bible Tabernacle, where you'll hear clear messages, promiscuity, bullet train to Satan, uh, pants on women, the devil's favorite attire, friends. Don't listen to this, Marcus, soon to be in the pit of fire pitman. Listen to the Reverend King James. Friends, where you'll hear the love, of the Lord Jesus proclaimed every week. God bless you, friends. Amen. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. This guy's is
0: so awesome.
2: That was uh, that was good. That was good. We like that kind of radio content. Yeah, it's great. That was good. It's great work. Yeah, a lot of time and energy into it. Very, yeah, very much so. That's good. Characters, fun, poking at each other, jabbing. Uh, you know what's great at that is the Babylon B. Oh my Let's talk goodness! About just for a minute, Babylon B is epic level. Christian satire. I got something to say about that. Yeah. I go mean, ahead. I'll go ahead. I w- here's the thing. What I love about it is that it's so serious about what it talks about and you know it's satire, but it gets at the foundations mm-hmm. so well and it's just fantastic and it really does reach across there's definitely a reformed slant Oh yeah. in it. I mean, for sure, but it does reach across like A bunch of different borders in the evangelical world so it talks about the worship services and different things like that so it's just fantastic and uh yeah i love it i love the babylon b it's amazing go check it out babylon b so i was just gonna
5: say it has truly exposed how dumb christians are (laughs) (laughs) because i can't tell you how many times i've seen brothers and sisters in christ share babylon b and have to say this is a satire yeah just so you know just fyi this isn't real yeah And I've had people even comment on ones I've shared, and they're like, "This, whoa, I don't understand this." You've had them comment.
4: It's been a rough week. Happened to me too. Uh,
2: And it's like, people, guys, this isn't real. It's like Luther said, "If you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there." Yeah, yeah. And yeah, if you do a satire site, by the way, you shouldn't actually announce that it's a satire site. We're we all in agreement on that it, it, <laughs> because it, it, it kind it of it robs it yeah. of its of its joy. So yeah. um, not our joy, not our joy. Our joy is right here. And she's awesome. So, um, yeah. So, it, you know, a lot of things have been happening and uh, cultural stuff. There is, um, you know, we talk a lot about the fact that the statistics show that uh, somewhere between like one and two percent of the national population um, identify as homosexual right so it 's a really, really low number in terms of like the, the the mass in the population in the United States you know one to two percent now there there was a, a recent uh, video a guy put up where he was walking around. Um, i think in hollywood and he was asking questions how many people do you think what percentage of people in the united states do you think are homosexual and it was amazing the comments some were like 50% oh. 30% 25% and you know he would say no it's you know i think he said 2% is what he said somewhere around there and so i asked the question like well like why is it's it, why does it appear that there's such a large population, a large homosexual population in our nation, and we want to reach those people, but we ask these deeper questions, like why does everyone think like it's such a large population? And I think it has so much to do with the media, the media itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. um, it, um, you know, you read uh, Dr. Brown's book, A Queer Thing Happened to America, and you see that there's a there is a specific group that um, even uh, reviews movie scripts and television show scripts to go through them to see if there's enough representation of the homosexual community and it is interesting that when you look at movies today and television shows today the homosexual character in the show or the bisexual character in the show is generally the sophisticated or nice or bubbly uh-huh. and kind of quirky and and, and and just pleasant person and a lot of times when a Christian is portrayed in the media they're you know sort of the dogmatic mean-spirited sort of narrow-minded to a, to a fault kind of a, a person um, and so you you, you now have something that has just happened... Um, in North Carolina there was a bill passed and it had to do with transgenders and bathrooms and this is an interesting thing for me as a parent because I can think about my kids and I'll just say this just briefly when my kids go to the bathroom I don't know how how you are with this when my kids go to the bathroom I always go with them to the bathroom so if my daughter goes to the bathroom in a restaurant I go with her to the bathroom and I stand by the door generally or if especially if my son my seven year old son goes to the bathroom I have to go into the bathroom with him I can't let him go into the bathroom Room, doing these very private things with some stranger in there that I don't know that you know could be lurking and and so I always go in and I, I supervise my children in the bathroom because I want to protect them i I, I actually I feel like that's my responsibility as a parent to yeah. do that because I know the way of the world and I know the sorts of things that happen in the world and I'm going to protect my kids. Well, there obviously most people know, unless you're living under a rock, that there are there's a huge movement in in many states to allow people who identify as transgender. Uh, To go into any bathroom that they please. Mm -hmm. So if you are physically a male, biologically a male, you're allowed to walk into a bathroom that is a female bathroom with a bunch of little girls using the bathroom and other women. I I say, look, I mean, let's be be honest here. That's got to be very uncomfortable for a woman to be in a bathroom and a man walks inside the bathroom while she's trying to, you know, do a very private thing. Or for a little girl to be in the bathroom whose parents maybe aren't supervising. You've got a grown man, a biological man, going into a bath where a little girl is, and I think we should just say, all say let's let's just be honest let's just say what's as obvious as the nose on our faces that's strange. Like to have somebody who is biologically a male to go into a bathroom with a bunch of little girls. It's just strange Mm -hmm. and ultimately dangerous behavior. It opens children up to a lot of different attacks and uh, dangers. And uh, so there was a a law passed in North Carolina that had to do with that issue that was not going to allow a biological man to go into a bathroom where a seven-year-old little girl is using the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And you would think, like, come on on. Yeah. Are we serious? Let's just be honest here. Whatever your agenda. I mean, can't you agree that it's a dangerous practice to allow a grown man to go into the bathroom where a little girl is? That's dangerous stuff. Yeah. And, um, and so this law was passed. And um, interestingly, um, you had really well-known celebrities and the media and companies, uh, you know, and companies attacking this state for even daring To want to protect uh, people in their very private times in the bathroom. And so you had one very popular artist, a lot of people know about, real big in my day. You know what I'm saying? I remember the 80s. (laughs) I do. I was born in 1978 in the USA. That's where I was born. And I remember when Bruce Springsteen... I said Sting When Bruce Springsteen Was the man <laughs> That's a combination of Bruce Springsteen And Sting Sting yeah. I liked them both Yeah They were both good And both very popular In the 80s Well Bruce Springsteen
4: <laughs> They call him Bruce
2: Bruce Springsteen Um Protested by Apparently Canceling his concerts Yeah In North North Carolina. Carolina. Um, And what's interesting... He showed them. Yeah, he sure showed them. Uh, Let me play a little news clip so you get a little more of the details. This is uh, ABC News talking about the situation. The boss
7: bowing out. Just days before a big concert in North Carolina, Bruce Springsteen's surprise move is a protest against the state's so-called bathroom law.
6: Yeah, critics say this law discriminates against gay, lesbian, bisexual,
2: and transgender people. And Springsteen is not the only big name speaking out. ABC's Candace Gibson is here with more. Hey, Candace.
7: Cecilia and Dan, good morning. Of course, this is a huge issue with the LGBT community. Springsteen calls this move the strongest means he has to raise his voice and push back. And that means thousands of Carolina fans won't get to see the 66-year-old legend. The boss taking a stand against a controversial new law in North Carolina, canceling his show in Greensboro only 48 hours before taking the stage. The bill HB2, or the Bathroom Law, has come under heavy fire from critics in recent days. In it, individuals are required to use bathrooms that correspond to the gender on their birth certificate. Springs. Whoa! Whoa! I
2: know. <laughs> I know! It's so stupid. That's so <laughs> tragic. <Whoa>! So terrible. <laughs> I don't even know what to uh, say. He's saying in a
7: statement on his website, we have canceled our show scheduled for Sunday, April 10th. Some things are more important than a rock show. <laughs> a Ellen lot of th- things are more <laughs> important than a rock. Jenner is tweeting, I love Bruce. He's the, he's the, the boss joins the ranks of companies like Apple, Google, Yahoo, and PayPal that have pushed Did you hear that? Marcus Pittman, Apple. Oh, Smack yeah. against the new legislation calling for its repeal. Even Charles Barkley voicing his distaste of this new law.
2: And I think
5: the NBA should move the All Star Game from there next year.
7: <laughs> that's a <crazy>. right. <laughs> totally
6: <laughs> relevant athlete to yeah. be given his little soundbite yeah.
7: on that. And other celebrities praising the boss in. for canceling his show. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy tweeting one more incredible reason to love Bruce Springsteen. Your integrity is inspiring. Along with Andy Cohen saying. Thank you, Bruce, the true boss. And Richard Branson, echoing that sentiment with his tweet. More important than a rock show, applaud Springsteen for canceling North Carolina gig over foul anti-LGBT law. I should point out that according to Springsteen's website, all the tickets for the April 10th concert will be refunded. No word, though, on whether he will return to the Tar Heel State.
2: Oh, boy, amazing. And... You know here's the thing like this issue of discrimination look everybody discriminates constantly you must discriminate it has it's just a question of whether or not the discrimination is a righteous kind of discrimination or if it's ungodly and unrighteous. you know. For example, I'm happy that a restaurant discriminates against me by not allowing me to go into the female bathroom. I accept that discrimination. Mm. I'm a man, <laughs> and I don't belong in a bathroom with a bunch of little girls Mm. and other women i'm a man i happily accept the discrimination that does not allow me into the female bathroom Mm. i accept it and i also am happy to see the discrimination in our society against child molestation and theft we discriminate against those issues we say this Behavior is not allowed in our society, and if you engage in it, we will punish you. That's discrimination. You're saying this, but not that. You're not allowed to engage in this behavior. It's discriminated against. You're always discriminating. Constantly, There's good discrimination and bad discrimination. But what's interesting here, and I want you guys to fill in here, what's interesting here is that you think back to our very recent past. Speaking mm-hmm. of Dick and Betty, Odegaard, this is a couple that owned a business that they had poured their lives into and their money into, and they lost their business. Why? Yep. Because they said that we cannot, in good conscience, with our faith and our Savior, um, engage in an activity that would bring shame to his name and engage in a behavior that we see as immoral. We cannot celebrate and participate in um, a gay wedding in our facility. And so they lost their business. They were vilified in the media. And there's more. There's another couple, and it's Sweet Cakes by Melissa. That was their business. It was Melissa and Aaron, and uh, they lost their business as well. They were sued, uh, not sued, they were penalized to the tune of over $100,000 because they refused to bake a wedding cake for a homosexual couple. And what did the media do when they stood up for their beliefs? What did they do when they stood on their foundations and they were persevering through the persecution? They were vilified Mm -hmm. in the media and they were cast down and they were criticized and they received death threats. Because they said, look, I love these people, but I cannot bake a cake. I love these people, but I cannot participate in the wedding. I can't do it. I love them. I want the best for them, but I just can't do it. I love them. And however, in the media, in the national media, with only 2% of the population identifying as homosexual, and I can't imagine what the number is for transgenders. We'd have to look that up. Yeah. um, You have people celebrating Bruce Springsteen for discriminating. Against the state of North Carolina yeah. who wants to protect people when they go and do their most private business. He discriminated against a lot of people by telling them,
5: I'm not going to play a show for you. Certainly did. Certainly did.
0: King Ginger, you got something you want to say? Well, I was just editing that video because we're going to do a TV show based on our interview that we got with those guys. And I was just shocked as to, I don't know if the media really took said this like they should, the level of destruction that was... That they were attacked for, uh, I mean, I mean the the consequences on their lives. Uh, Melissa and Aaron, they don't have their business anymore. They nope. can't function their bi- function, and they all the money was put in escrow or something. So they had to pay like yeah. all this money. So they they lost all their money. Their business is non-operational. It shut down. I mean, that's really serious hate. <laughs> right they yeah. always say that we're the ones that are hating or the bigots but that Brave. is serious bigotry when you're going to shut down an individual's business yeah and and everybody every business discriminates right like every business yeah. so so uh mcdonald's you know discriminates you could say mcdonald's or or like any meat restaurant discriminates against vegetarians if they don't have vegetarian food you know can i just go into like you, a veg a place that doesn't have a good uh, adequate supply of vegetarian food to that say, uh-huh. hey, I want to shut you guys down because you're discriminating against vegetarians. Or do you say that sounds no. biblical? Oh, that business <laughs> has a right. <laughs> that business has a right to cater to the people they want to cater to. Yeah, it could be a bad business decision. Like if you're gonna decide not to, you know, cater to black people. You're going to suffer the consequences of that. As you'll a lose business, your business,
2: and you'll lose a lot of business. It's up to the community. Yeah. It's up to the community to condemn such a business and to not uh, to not engage in business with them if they're going to do things that are immoral. Right. However, right. And it just just to speak
0: on that too, like before um, all the anti-segregation laws, you had these black communities where they were millionaires and billionaires way back before segregation because they were forced to create their own businesses. That would serve uh, all people. And they were some of the best businesses. It was called, a, there's a documentary on it, it's called Black Wall Street. And mm. then the anti segregation laws came in and actually forced everybody to do business together and it actually harmed their businesses. Mm. So it, it's that's a, how the free market works. That's yeah. just, it works off of this inherent discrimination in a good way. Like, that's a good thing because discrimination can destroy your business or in some cases it might benefit your business if you have like a niche market like mm. a niche like I'm discriminating against these certain types of things and I'm selling to only these kind of people because they're not catered to well in the mm. market and now you've created a market where for an un, un, unserved market so it's
2: just it's
0: just ridiculous when we start getting the government involved in any sort of
2: business Romans oh. 1 um, is a powerful passage on many, many levels. I mean, you could spend just weeks and weeks and weeks unpacking every little part of that uh, chapter, but Romans 1, we, we all know, we use it often, we talk about, we know the truth of God, but we don't want God in our knowledge. We suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness. Uh, God has made himself clearly evident to us and the, the heavens themselves, the creation itself is shouting to us. It says something interesting there, though, that I think is related to this. It says that uh, when we Uh, don't want God in our knowledge we don't want to know him when we switch God for idols it says our thoughts become futile we profess to be wise but we become fools and this issue that's related to like the bathroom you go into should match the gender that you are (laughs) Can what did you, them doctors say when you were born? Can you imagine like the old Puritans? I said this before in a video that Marcus and I did on BuzzFeed. Um, can you imagine like a Puritan, <laughs> right? Like a Puritan getting a chance to like look into the future, into the year 2016 to watch the news, right? And, you know, you just sort of like bring them in, like just take a look like it, they would have a heart attack, right? Just to, to even consider the fact that within a couple of hundred years, we would actually be having a discussion as to whether or not it was righteous to have a, a, a distinction between male and female bathrooms that matters right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> And, they, and, and, they didn't even have those type of bathrooms back then. I mean... They probably had an outhouse.
2: And an, that was it. an outhouse. And I mean, it's just really, really fantastic. Um, and it just goes to show the theological concern here is that when you abandon God, as the reference point, when you abandon God's revelation in history about women and about men and about righteousness, you get into such muddy, muddy water and you get into such difficult scenarios where you're actually having grown people. Grown people. Bruce Springsteen and Springsteen, Springsteen, I cannot say his <laughs> Springsteen Bruce Springsteeners um, he is 65 years old. You're a 65 year old man. I hold you to a higher standard. I don't care if you're not a believer. That's not working. Something's not clicking in your mind. Right. there, That is such futility and such foolishness. I mean here's what I would say. I, I wonder. I'll bet he does. I wonder. Does he have kids? Does he want his little six year old girl Or a five-year-old boy walking into a bathroom where there's a person that's dressed up as the opposite sex. So, like, for example, picture the scenario. You've got your little six-year-old daughter going into the bathroom. You have little girls. Mm -hmm. You have your little daughter going into the bathroom. And then a 50-year-old man who is wearing a dress. Where's the urinal? (laughs) Is standing up, maybe, and urinating. In the bathroom next to your little six or seven-year-old girl. That's dangerous. Let's all be honest. That's dangerous. People that do those sorts of things used to be classified as having a mental illness. When you thought you were something that you were not. Now we celebrate it. You saw that video. I think we even played some of it in a past episode where there was a woman who thought she was a cat. She dresses up like a cat. She meows like a cat. She acts like a cat. You probably... You probably love it, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <you idiot. laughs> um, but, but no, seriously, she, and, and, and people were like, oh, this is such, this is such a victorious way of thinking. is such an amazing thing. You know, uh, bless that woman. She's amazing. I mean, it's like, no, there's something wrong. Something's really wrong. We need to help these people. We need to talk to them. And, you know, it's like, uh, d- like Dr. Brown said, you know, I think it was on a television show. He was talking about people who mutilate their bodies to make themselves look like a sexist. They're not sex that they're not. He said, you know, if somebody, you know, was just slicing off parts of their body, taking off their arm cutting off their arm or their leg, saying it doesn't feel like it belongs on me. We would say we need to love you and help you and talk you through this because this is not healthy thinking for you to feel like something on your body doesn't belong, like your fingers or your hand or your arm or your genitals. Something's wrong. We need to help these people, love these people and encourage these people. We can't feed into these delusions where it ends up watch it ends up being something that affects my kids this is what's crazy people say you know you know you need it's it's not affecting you this is my life it's not hurting you no it is hurting my kids it's hurting my children it hurts society sin always hurts society Nobody sins in such a way that it doesn't affect the person next to them. When people commit adultery, it affects their wives and their husbands and their kids. When people steal, that does what? It affects other people and their property. You take away stuff that belongs to them. You know, recently, Elliot was moving out of his apartment to a new one. And the day he was moving out, he went out to his car and somebody had smashed his window in. Just for what? Just because... Just smash. Sin affects people. And when you engage in these kind of uh, sexually depraved things, uh, it affects people. It affects my kids. It affects Christians' businesses. And so we have to ask the question as Christians, are we willing to engage the culture with just the truth and to say you need to see this and believe it and not reject it? Because here's the thing, the secular media, the unbelievers and skeptics and atheists in the world, they are willing to force their position upon society and say, you must accept this. So for for us to say, well, I don't want to cram my religion down somebody's throat. Believe me, somebody's cramming somebody's religion down somebody's throat. Mm -hmm. Okay. now we know that uh, in terms of like the gospel and heart change, it's God who has to bring the increase and open the eyes of the blind and give hearts of flesh where there are hearts of stone. But you know what? At a certain point, the church has to raise themselves up, speak out boldly. And, you know, can we at least say the grown men can't share a bathroom with my little girl? Can we at least do that? I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down yep. with that. And Sounds one good. last thing I want to say before commercial. Last thing I'm going to say. This is very important. This identifies something for all of us who are in the abortion fight. I want us all to pay attention. This is so important. Like, seriously important. When we say we're looking to criminalize abortion in a state... We have got to recognize something and take it very, very serious. When you criminalize abortion in a state, guess what's coming? This stuff. Yeah. People are going to boycott your state. They're not going to do concerts in your state. They're not going to do business in your state. They're going to do all these things. We have to ask the question, are we willing to take a stand for the lives of these babies knowing the consequences? This is a bathroom law. This is talking about grown men with male genitalia going into the bathroom where my little girl is, and look, you've got companies and people saying, let's take the NBA out, let's, let's not do concerts, let's not do business with this state. Know this, the federal government is going to fight our state when we criminalize abortion. These companies are going to fight our state when we criminalize abortion. These artists are going to boycott our state when we criminalize abortion. And the question is, are we ready for that fight? I did think it was interesting, though,
0: the pornography site that was like, we're not letting people in North Carolina watch pornography. Yay! <laughs> I was like, "That's great."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one for
0: one. That's like, that's how the government works, right? The government suppresses evil, and then evil flees. Like that's a great example. That's why Ooh, I like that.
2: I like that that's why
5: the uh, religious freedom bill got shut down here in Arizona a few years ago because the NFL threatened to pull the Super Bowl.
2: Yep. Oh, uh, I, I believe that's one of the primary instig- remember that, that uh-huh. joint we did that with Kathy Harrod yeah. when that was yeah. all going on? Um, I believe that's one of the primary instigators as to why that bill didn't pass mm-hmm. is because our governor was afraid to lose all that income for our state yeah. with the, uh, the Super Bowl. That's, yeah. why the the that's why it's important for Christians.
0: That's why it's important for Christians to build big businesses. <laughs> that's right. So they can have that kind of we power need Christian and authority billionaires. Too.
2: That's exactly right. We need Christian billionaires. And If some of those Christian billionaires are listening now, can you help us? (laughs) Help us out. Hook us up. All right. uh, So here we go, guys. Take a quick break. A little bathroom break for us. And we'll be right back. Which we'll
5: be using the bathrooms assigned to our birth certificate. That's right.
2: We'll be right back. With Steady Randy, not Public Radio. NPR right here on ApologiaRadio.com.
0: But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles. Not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you are hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to youcausebeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your
2: face What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. I want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu Whitfield.edu dot edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond I I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu get a hold of our friend Dr. Kenneth Talbot and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com
4: Welcome to Apologia NPR Not Public Radio News, recorded in the 15th week of the year of our Lord, 2016. Well, it's been a while since we've been, to get, we've been together, so let's get to it. 36-year-old actor Chris Patt, currently filming Guardians of the Galaxy, is also known for speaking publicly about his Christian faith. In 2014, he told Esquire Magazine that he became religious as a teenager in Hawaii, before he was discovered and moved to Hollywood to begin his career. On Easter Sunday, he posted a step-by-step instructional guide on Instagram showing how he helped install a giant cross approximately 20 feet tall on a mountain. Ten times larger is a cross being built in Corpus Christi, Texas. The Corpus Christi Cross project has broken ground at the Abundant Life Fellowship campus. Pastor Rick Milby says the massive cross will eventually stretch 95 feet wide and 210 feet high, making it the biggest in the Western Hemisphere. The idea for the project came to Milby after he first spotted a huge cross in Houston and heard about lives that were changed, suicides that were aborted, relationships that were restored because of the influence of the cross. The Corpus Christi cross will be so big that the design allows for a two-foot deflection at the top. It will actually sway in the wind two feet back and forth. The foundation for the cross consists of 24 piers anchored 48 feet deep. So if it were to blow over, it would pull up about three acres of land with it. Wow. Man. That is a very big graven image. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
5: That
0: was
4: my impression of the reform pub right there. Yeah, there there you (laughs) go. (laughs) Once completed, the cross will be visible from five miles away by land and 10 miles by air. The cross is expected to take about a year and one million to complete. More than two times taller still is the world's tallest cross, a 495-footer in Madrid. As big as those crosses are, they still don't match Oral Roberts' vision in 1977, where he saw a 900-foot-tall Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, next up. Uh, a study published in Journalism and Mass Communication Quarterly, titled, and I'm really sorry for this title, it's a long one, Under Surveillance, Examining Facebook's Spiral of Silence Effects in the Wake of NSA Monitoring. Now, it theorizes that knowing one is subject to surveillance and accepting such surveillance as necessary acts as moderating agents in the relationship between one's perceived climate of opinion and willingness to voice opinions online so let me let me do a quick conversion of that so in other words I'm gonna switch the numbers and just say 1984 <laughs> even though a majority of Americans deep. even though a majority of Americans deem such generalized snooping unacceptable the mere knowledge that online communications are subject to government interception causes conformist behavior The results indicated that people who perceived their own opinions to be in the minority were less likely to comment, but so were people who felt their opinions were in the majority yet believed that government surveillance of their online activity was necessary. Hmm. Meanwhile, the government's Office of Personal Management is preparing a pilot program to automatically track public social media postings of people applying for security clearances. The office is looking for companies that can automatically browse publicly available electronic information, which includes information posted to news and media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and other social media postings, blog postings, online court records, updates to photo and video sharing sites, and information gleaned from online e-commerce sites such as Amazon and eBay. What could go wrong with that? Mm. <laughs> the OPM is interested in companies that have fully automated capabilities with no human intervention. Anybody hear of Tay? No. Marcus, you want to comment on yeah, Tay? Yeah,
0: Tay is the Microsoft bot Twitter bot. And it learns from the tweets of the internet. And uh it within like was it like one day it became like uh it started out as like this fun going Justin Bieber loving teenager robot and then by the end of the day after learning all all of like the tweets that were sent
4: to it through trolls it became a Hitler uh, Hitler loving Jew hating Jew hating hot smoking uh, (laughs) anti-feminist creation so they uh, they pulled it offline and then yeah they pulled it offline and they put it back online for a day without explanation and then pulled it off again
0: It essentially absorbed the depravity of man. (laughs) It just became... We became the depraved mankind
4: just by learning from the internet in one day. (laughs) So the capabilities should have no human intervention, but have the ability to search for information in the parts of the World Wide Web whose contents are not indexed by standard search engines. Strangely... Facebook, a company that works with governments across the world to suppress certain content, is working to combat a decline in people sharing personal information. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, imagine oh. that. They call the decline in published intimacy context collapse.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Can we, can we make a comment? Yeah, oh, please. Yeah. Okay. So, private property, Right. Marcus? Yes. That's what we about, private property. So let's look real fast at the Fourth Amendment. Uh, the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides, quote, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. So there's the Fourth Amendment. Has to do with private property and uh, private property rights. It's interesting to note, just very briefly, that the idea uh, behind private property and private property rights that are are enshrined in the Bill of Rights uh, came from... Where? Where do you think? Where do you the, think Bible. the Bible. The
4: Bible! The Bible. King James Bible?
2: Dat <laughs> Bible doe. <dough>. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's really... It's a powerful thing. It's powerful. It's a really fascinating study to look at the history um, and thought behind our laws in the United States. And that those came from the Bible. These things were not just granted across the board in pagan civilizations. So the fact that we have these private mm-hmm. property rights in the United States of America is a benefit, you're welcome, uh, from the Christian worldview. And so, just briefly, um, something, Dr. Walter Kaiser, he's a distinguished Old Testament scholar, Uh, he has a a paper, Ownership and Property in the Old Testament Economy. Uh, Kaiser writes, it was at creation that God, the Creator, committed the world and its resources to... Humanity, Genesis 1, 28-29. It, it was because the man and the woman were made in the image of God that they were commanded to subdue the created order and exercise dominion over the whole of it. As a result, God granted dominion to this first human pair under his law, but he did not grant the, his sovereignty to them, for God alone is Lord, and the only sovereign overall. Just briefly, this was from an article on tfwe.org. Um and uh, uh, they're interesting, they're just that the Bible talks about um, property rights in terms of first and foremost, you shall not what Deal. steal. Deal. You shall not steal. Exodus twenty fifteen. And um, there's a whole uh, discussion you can be you can have about First uh, Corinthians nine nine through eleven. Um, and uh, human beings are entitled to appropriate rewards for their labors. Uh, private property can be acquired via inheritance. Deuteronomy twenty one sixteen. Proverbs nineteen. 14, um, virtues such as industriousness, wisdom, and the development of insight are also means by which possessions and property may be acquired. Proverbs 10, 4, 13, 4, 14, 23, Proverbs 3, 16, Proverbs 14, 15, respectively. Uh, Another point to make is the fact that the Old Testament gives property rights and rules about not moving your boundary marker into your neighbor's properties. It's your property, it's your effects, it's your stuff. And the Old Testament law is pretty strict In terms of if you steal somebody's property, what are the rules in terms of harmony being brought to that situation? And uh, you had to have in law two to three witnesses to bring something um, against somebody. You couldn't just have someone, one person saying an accusation. You couldn't have one person's testimony against another. It had to be two to three eyewitnesses, two to three independent lines of testimony corroborated to bring a charge against somebody to essentially condemn them. Mm. And so you couldn't have, with the property rights in scripture, this belongs to this person, you couldn't have an encroachment upon that just because. Just because I want to. And you couldn't assume somebody is guilty um, ahead of time and then try to start digging around for information. What did you have to have? Two to three eyewitnesses to what? A crime. Right. Committed. So you couldn't say, let's have minority report laws where we sort of like look into the future and think of what might happen or let's have laws where we just say you're guilty and we're going to find out how you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Start digging around in your effects. And so that's biblical, baby. Like our, our system of law says, look, you can't go digging around in my stuff. I have a right to, to to protection in my own property, in my own effects, my own papers. And so it has to do with private property. It has to do with not stealing and it has to do with justice in terms of a person um, is is indicted for something, it has to be because there's already witnesses to a crime. You can't just go taking somebody's stuff and digging around and see if you can find a crime committed. Right. So when, these, when we have situations today where we say, well, the government can just like monitor your phone calls, they can go through your stuff and your emails, it's a violation of God's law. It's not just. It's to assume a person is guilty ahead of time and try to find information that proves them guilty. You must have witnesses and proof that they're guilty. Which is by the way why our founder said, here's how it works. You have to have a warrant. And what's a warrant got to show? That there was probable cause Mm -hmm. and there is a suspicion and there's evidence to show that you're engaged in some wrongdoing. And so that's why we can now look through your personal effects because we have proof that you've been involved in some naughtiness. Right? And so... (laughs) I mean, if we can go further and further here, but that's the point. So when someone says, well, isn't it a big deal? The government spies on you, takes your stuff and goes through your stuff without warrants and, and just just because, yeah, it's a big deal. It has to do with justice. It has to do with stealing. It has to do with private property.
0: So I'm, I'm reading actually Gary North's, like books and commentaries on economics right now, and he talks about the entire system of economics and business is based on two, two uh, biblical principles. And it's one ownership and delegated ownership. So God owns all things and he delegates ownership to individuals. And so that's like your primary foundation mm. when you're talking about business and economics and, and those laws. Mm. Right. And so the covenant God made with man in the garden when he's t- he told individuals to, to uh, take dominion over the earth. And, and, and so all our basis of private property is founded on the fact that God is sovereign over all things, and He allows us a sovereignty over our things, and and that's never given to the government.
2: So you know, you know, you know what, you know what is my thing, my what? phone, yeah. my email, my house, my car. That's my thing. Right, that's my thing. And and so when someone comes and says, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your thing or look into your thing just because I have authority to do so, I say that authority wasn't delegated to you. Mm. Exactly. Or Marcus, as Marcus would say my body right tsa
4: (laughs) (laughs) all right randy all right well i'm so glad you have your theonomic minds on here because this next article i'm expecting you guys are going to want to be jumping in all over so here we go from the washington post uh in richmond california the odds were good that lonnie holmes 21 would be the next person to kill or be killed in his working class suburb north of san francisco Four of his cousins had died in shootings. He was a passenger in a car involved in a drive-by shooting, police said, and he was arrested for carrying a loaded gun. But when Holmes was released from prison last year, officials in this city offered something unusual to try to keep him alive. Money. They began paying Holmes as much as $1,000 a month not to commit another gun crime. Oh my. Who who was paying him? The city was. Oh, good grief. (laughs) That's Uh, like...
0: Wow. That's, that's like uh, criminal welfare.
4: You ki- Are you kidding me? This is no. real. Yeah, this is real, and it goes on. Okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but the program requires governments to reject some basic tenets of law enforcement, even as it challenges notion of appropriate ways to spend tax dollars. In Richmond, the city has hired ex-convicts to mentor dozens of its most violent offenders and allows them to take unconventional steps if it means preventing the next homicide.
5: Wait, are we talking about Suicide Squad?
4: for example the mentors have coaxed inebriated teenagers threatening violence into city cars not for a ride to jail but home to sleep it off sometimes with loaded firearms still in their waistbands hmm what city is this richmond california
0: oh man i mean i have to go there isn't it where iv's from
4: no he's from Hemet. Okay, isn't it all the same area, though? I don't know where uh, Richmond is. It's look a it world up, of difference.
5: Okay. I'll look it up right now. Okay.
4: <laughs> and when the elaborate efforts and engagement fail, the mentors still pay those who pledge to improve, even when, like Holmes, they are caught with a gun, or worse, suspected of murder. The city-paid mentors operate at a distance from police. To maintain the trust of the young men they're guiding, mentors do not inform police of what they know about crimes committed. At least twice... What may have allowed suspected killers in the stipend program, at least twice, that may have allowed suspected killers in the stipend program to evade responsibility for homicides. Wow. Man. Those in the program begin by drafting a life map and setting goals, such as applying for a job, going back to school, or communicating better with family. That's really unjust. Uh, Comment. Go ahead. No, I think it is, because the
0: Bible says... The government is to terrorize evil in Romans 13, and that is seems like it's rewarding evil. So it's saying, hey, because you're a bad guy, we're going to give you a thousand bucks a month. But just don't be a bad guy anymore.
2: Well, yeah. let, let every, in Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment So, hey,
0: did you say that you should not be afraid of the government because they will reward you for doing evil? Is <laughs> that what <would have> it said? <laughs> no, I didn't say okay. that. <laughs>
5: okay, I just, so, just for the record, Richmond's up uh, by San Francisco, up in the Bay
2: area. Mm. Mm. Powerful. All right. I mean, the, the the role of the government is not to try to change the heart of society. It's not to try to. Uh, pay somebody off so they don't so they don't do bad things. It's to actually punish the person who does do the bad things. That's their role. I mean, and, and this can get into a broader discussion. Just just quickly. I mean, we don't want, we could do a whole show on this. The government's role is not education. The government's role is not the epa the government's role is not all the other crazy little organizations uh the bureau of land management and all those different things the government's role is to do justice Mm -hmm. to make sure justice is upheld and to punish evildoers that's the government's role and obviously we see in scriptures too they can organize for national defense and those sorts of things but that's it it's pretty limited it's and, and so when you have the government um trying to get involved in criminals lives to help them Not the government's job. It's to do justice. And Ecclesiastes chapter 8 says, when justice is not executed speedily, the hearts of men are emboldened to do evil. So when they don't do justice, people in society are emboldened to do more wickedness and more evil because they won't do justice. I think this is an example of the government not wanting to do justice properly and which creates more evil rampant in society.
0: That would encourage me to be a murderer. Yeah, it's It's unsupervised. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) mean, if I'm going to get 1000 bucks a month... All I gotta do is like kill a few people first and be seen You're as threaten them. A th- what? Threaten them. I just have to threaten them? Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't even have to kill them. Okay. That's
6: easier. <laughs> it seems like some weird version of protection money, which is what the mob does, <laughs> uh, which we can all pretty much say is illegal.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> all right. These are guys. mine. Sharp. These young men meet with facilitators who, unbeknown to the young men, are psychologists or sociologists. Together, they talk through issues in what amounts to stealth therapy. If they remain engaged for six months, meeting with mentors several times a week, they start to receive monthly payments between $1 and $1,000, depending on their level of participation. The maximum amount paid is $9,000 over the 18-month fellowship. The fellowship. The fellowship of the crooks. Oh, goodness. Bogan, the creator of the project, believes that travel is another key to the program's success. He sets aside $10,000 per fellow for trips that are often the first time participants have left the state or the country. But fellows must agree to partner with somebody they have either tried to kill or who attempted to kill them. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> what?
4: Wow. So you gotta be my friend. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man. Yep,
0: we're gonna room together. We're gonna be roomies. That sounds wow. like, like some weird kindergarten punishment. You know, like or when you're in kindergarten that. you get in a fight with a kid. Yeah. And right. the teacher's like, You gotta go sit by them all day now.
6: <laughs> well, and if you just kill them anyway, you make money. You get a hookup.
4: <laughs> oh, there's more to come. It's, like, do you it's fail? a detail. <laughs>
6: They're like, no one dollar to
2: eight thousand dollars for you. <laughs> I mean, I only, I only, I only heard him. I got five hundred. Um, it's like the moms. It's like the moms when their kids are fighting. They have that big T-shirt. They put right, the both yes. in the same T-shirt to get along together. Get along
5: shirt. I need to get one of those actually.
2: This is get along cash. <laughs> it's a get along vacation. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 it reminds me of this this guy at ch- at our church was telling me a story. His son is biting people all the time, and and so I could just imagine like the punishment for. The, the child biting another child would be to have the two people, the two children sit together. That would be really uncomfortable for the child that has. has
4: right. Been, right.
3: Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure awful. he's got long sleeves. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Seriously. Sam Vaughn, a senior mentor is more direct about the money as he sits behind the wheel of a city issued sedan on a recent morning, cruising a neighborhood, looking for those who are in the program. We don't know where it goes, and I'm not sure we always would want to know where it goes, he said. Program managers such as Vaughn say they hope the young men come to realize that the money is best spent on bills and making progress toward a safe, (laughs) secure livelihood. Vaughn turns a corner and stops at the sight of a black car parked in front of a row of vacant houses pockmarked by bullet holes. Holmes rolls down his window upon seeing Vaughn. A cloud of marijuana smoke escapes (laughs) into the rainy morning. So far, Maybe the he's attention- vaping. <laughs> so far, the attention and money seems to be working for Holmes. Although the $1,500 he has received since getting out of prison last fall has not led to a miraculous transformation, it enabled him to make a down payment on his black 2015 Nissan Versa. What? out! Something meaningful for a young man who, ha- who for many years was homeless. He now spends hours each day in the car, driving around with friends, often smoking pot. But not hunting, a term for seeking conflict with rivals. Mm. He's pretty mellow right now. Mm. Well,
2: could, it could have, have a lot to do with the Mary Jane. <laughs> Which
0: he's
4: probably buying with government money. Right. right. Yep. Holmes is worried about how he'll afford the $500 monthly car payments and insurance once the program ends.
3: Yeah,
5: just do more crime. <laughs> it's, only, it's, it's only nine
4: months, right? Just get it renewed. <laughs> he has applied to get a job as an Uber driver. You get
5: get a lot You get a a contact high in that overgar You get extra
4: benefits to that that (laughs) ride. If you survive (laughs) Money from the program has helped Holmes stay straight, he said The money is a big part, Holmes says I can count the number of times it has kept me from Doing what I've got to do it stopped me from going to hit that liquor store or this. You feel me? It's a.
3: Randy, re- <laughs> he said. F- Randy said, "You feel me?" <laughs> Wait, so
6: he, did he say he can count the the number of times?
4: I can count the number. Oh, of Oh, he
6: said can. I was okay, like, that that's not good. <laughs> I was like,
3: being able
4: to count. Okay, my mistake. He further says, it's a relief not to have to go do this and endanger my life for a little income. You feel me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now you don't have to endanger your your life or the other lives of the
3: people
4: that you're robbing. I think I feel you. (laughs) On a recent day, three of the program's 20 fellows sat in jail charged with violating parole restrictions after they gathered with suspected gang members. One of them also was carrying a gun when police descended on the hangout, which means He could face a long-term if convicted. There have been worse failures. Four of the program's fellows have died since 2010, including two who were killed by other fellows. (laughs) Said Bogan and Vaughn. They needed more money. The suspected killers have not been charged and remain in the program. We've got to deal with that. Is this a joke? No. (laughs) Is this from the Babylon Bee? Washington Post. Washington Post, brother. It's straight up Suicide
5: Squad. It's like they watched the trailer for that film. And they're like, I got an idea.
0: <laughs>
4: Let's get the worst of the worst to be heroes. We've Terrible idea. a worst got idea have heard. We've still got to deal with that fellow, Vaughn said, because who's to keep him from killing another one? <laughs> oh, man. And finally, we don't have any model, model fellows... We're not graduating law, law school students here, said Vaughn. <laughs> All we're trying to do is get these guys to stop killing each other.
0: <laughs> I, I I know, a way, it's working. I, I know <laughs> a way
4: that's way cheaper to get them to stop
2: killing
0: I each know other. That. I know a way, too.
2: Yeah, it, actually, oh. if we had just laws and God's law, if you killed somebody, you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah, problem solved. And the people who are thinking about killing other people would know, I'll die if I do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably does, shouldn't
6: do that. Does the government at this point just feel like like an exhausted parent at yeah, the end like, of the day like if we can just get through one day <laughs> I don't know what you guys <laughs> fighting I don't know what else to do
2: guys help me do I have to pay you interesting
4: thing was other cities were considering this as maybe a model for them to follow oh including boy. Washington DC No, oh, no surprise surprise they said well yeah. it might have to take 500 uh, million dollars in taxpayer money to get the program going but you know yeah all right, well, that's it for Apology to NPR today. <laughs> yeah, Luke, what are you doing? What's his song? Blood Money.
5: Blood Money. This is Eshawn Burgundy, who you can see at ReformCon. Hey.
2: Randy, you you feel me? You feel me, me, Randy? You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys, that was not public radio with Steady Randy. Thank you very much. We will be right back. Joy's going to take us through something fun. Alright guys, right back. ApologyRadio.com. Don't forget sign up for all access. When you do, you get the radio show, the after show, the Apology Academy, Dr. James White, myself, John Sampson. You get all the additional content and You make all this possible. And you made End Abortion Now possible. And you made The Ark Encounter possible, which is coming very, very soon. It's going to be a worldwide event on YouTube. You get to watch that. We are back. ApologyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Les. And I'm Tanner. And we're the hosts of the Reformed Pubcast. A weekly podcast where two friends get together and talk about the things that they love. It's like all those times you talked about theology over a pint of beer with your friends, but we're just dumb enough to record it. It's the theology of Calvin
7: and the thirst of Luther. Join in on the conversation by subscribing on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. It's the Reformed Pubcast.
2: Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at apologiaradio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at apologiachurch.com. I want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us.
5: This is Luke Pearson, the ministry Bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, We are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road in Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at
2: apologiachurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. (laughs) Glory!
1: Baby, I'm gonna need you. You're the only one I care enough to hurt about. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy, but I just can't live without
6: true love and affection. What? <laughs> hey, you stole it, man! You stole my pun. I did? Yes! I don't get High it. High five! Jeff's the only one that doesn't know what's going what on. What is happening him. here? I don't, Marcus, I don't know what's,
2: what's happening. And knows because he's older. Right. What's Okay, explain, the, explain it to me. This band? Yes. It's called Bread. Oh, it's called Bread. They're named Bread. Yeah. Okay. We're about Joy, to talk about Bread. Because Joy's
6: gonna talk about Bread. Okay. Also, the word need is in that song. <laughs> <poem. laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: need bread?
2: Need Get like K when you make with a bread, K. oh, <laughs> oh. gotcha. K- K- I need you, got it. Got Dude, it. I, I two
5: bread. I just pulled it all together. Got it. Okay, Good job. thank you. I
6: appreciate I that. So what's up, Joy, with the bread world? Okay, well, so I mean, obviously, I was I had my mind made up on this already, okay. but you guys like freaked out when I said that the bread heel is the best part the of most the bread.
2: Disgusting part of every no, loaf of no, bread. There's a I straight bread. crust. I, I, I take actually it and agree throw with it out. Joy on this. You no. would, because you're a vegetarian. <laughs> no, no, I really <laughs> what? no, seriously.
0: Because there's a flavor. There's flavor on that part. There is no flavor <laughs> on that part. <laughs> it's like, is. A, it's it's like
5: you, a muffin stuff. Yeah, there is a flavor. It's <laughs> a exactly, <from> it. exactly. <laughs> a muffin Exactly.
0: When you when you eat a muffin you only eat the top and you throw the rest away. That's not the same thing.
5: That, is not, is, that exactly is not exactly the same, same thing.
2: thing. Oh my goodness. It's just flat. That is and not the same thing. It's dense and and no. Then you're not eating the right kind of bread. Okay, All <laughs> okay. Right. here's so, what I do. Okay.
6: I buy a loaf of Dave's killer bread. It's, it's actually about, called that? It's yes, it's yes, I've delicious. Had it. They do make good um, bread. They're about six dollars a loaf. You just take the heels out and then you throw the rest away. That's not what I do. I'm
3: just I eat the entire bag of
6: bread, but I save the heels for last. Because they're for a special amazing. occasion. They're amazing and they have they get all like crispy and it has seeds and stuff all pressed on the side. It's
5: so good. Girl, you're such a heel.
3: <laughs> it's so good. But,
5: but this is only one type of bread. And the no. reason you said this one bread. I was trying to run. <laughs> I love them. Uh, it was because I had lots of seeds and such. Yeah, but they're. But that's it. Not all breads like Have you looked at them.
6: bread lately, though? M- yes, Many. I have. Many.
3: Have you been looking at bread lately? Yes, actually, I
6: have. <laughs> Many breads. Not are following all. Following this trend. No, but nah. I never said all. What? The seeds and
3: stuff. Yeah, yeah with yeah. seeds
2: and delicious things yeah. all pressed on Absolutely. there. Absolutely. My kids, and the thing is with my kids, I can't get them to eat it. Like, it's got all kinds of stuff in it. I'm like, that's the good stuff. Right. It's like not just plain like Now you know how I
6: feel about explaining heels to you right now But it's a different
2: story, (laughs) it's a whole different subject The heel is disgusting every heel of bread
5: was like a muffin top
2: Right, I would eat it. It would be packed full of like delicious flavor. Like if it had like, some
5: like blueberry crumbles. Some
2: blueberry. He's <laughs> got some blueberry.
3: If it had okay, some blueberry so this crumbles. came about. Okay, so this came it I want that. I want
5: that. Oh, there it goes. I want that there blueberry, well, so, blueberry crumbles. so, anyway,
6: I read an article and it's scientifically proven, so you're wrong.
2: Okay. That's
5: you know what though? It was the same people that have proved uh, global warming, so you're wrong.
2: <laughs> there's, <laughs> Go by there's association. So there's,
5: yeah, exactly. It was, it was Al Gore. It was Al Gore.
6: Al Gore is responsible for amazing
2: <laughs> bread heels,
5: then <laughs> <laughs> I will take Speaking of heels, global
2: warming. Al Gore. Actually, no, I think there's I think I can remember seeing there's a brand of bread that actually had. it's a whole loaf of bread. White bread, and it doesn't have the heel yes. on it. On both sides, right. they take the heel off. No, it's because it's demonic and they don't want it in the bag. <laughs> One kind of bread does it's, that. It's a, it's <laughs> a, <it's,
6: laughs> I mean, all kinds of bread you do it.
5: Just to Joy's credit, with that tarot bread we had, that heel was good. Well, uh, yeah, it's tarot bread. But it's different. That's different. It's tarot bread. And also, you can also uh, see your future.
3: <laughs> it, uh, it's
5: purple. <laughs> It's purple. I don't think Jeff caught what I was saying. I did. Tarot. Tarot cards. Very yeah, good. Gotcha.
6: Good.
2: Luke's, Luke's very fast. I'm gonna roll today.
6: <laughs> bread. Who knew? That's Luke. Luke do just you, lights up. Do you have an article on this or something? Or are you just gonna talk about bread? I do. Yeah? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Well so they I mean they give a few reasons as to why It's so a quick thing. It really is the best. Uh
2: white bread. Not good for you. Why are you pointing to Luke, Luke.
4: when you Dude, say I'm white bread? I'm red. just saying
3: white bread, not good. <laughs> 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 wow. a, he's, a, he's a big <laughs> when
2: loaf you said of bread. White bread. I
6: instantly <laughs> thought you were making some sort of That's swear.
2: your new nickname. It's not the bear anymore. <laughs> white white bread. bread. And
6: white bread. Luke, white bread Pearson. Oh
2: goddamn blue man <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
6: well so I just want to make a comparison. <laughs> okay. So what are the two best days of the week? The two best days uh-huh.
5: uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the
6: ends. The ends are the oh, best. Wow.
5: I said donut day. Donut day, which is <laughs> every day for white
3: bread.
2: <laughs> Especially when we go to blueberry. <laughs>
6: what is donut
2: day? <laughs> every day? Every day every
6: day. Every day
2: <laughs> every day Luke gets up, he goes, Donut Day. <laughs> 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 Where's the blueberry donut day? <laughs> <laughs> I want a blueberry shock full of blueberries. <laughs> I want a blueberry pack full of butter and bread and blueberries. <laughs>
6: Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm seriously way too tired Your face right now (laughs) His face I wish you guys could see his face When he channels this Blueberry bread guy (laughs) Okay
2: Anyway, that was like, but like, you found, like a Freudian slip where like the real you comes out. All of a sudden, Luke starts talking about bread, and he's like, and then the bread, and... his deepest, his deepest, his deepest passions are revealed.
3: Goodness gracious. Oh,
6: <sighs> okay, but so, so the heels of the bread, they're sturdier. So they don't get soggy and gross. So it's cardboard. They make, <laughs> they make for a who better wants, sandwich. Who wants sturdy bread. Would you pack your things in just the soft who part wants of the bread? Yeah, Sturdy <laughs> bread.
5: I want to be able to oh, bite into so my good. bread. It's well, sturdy. Except
6: except for like what happens when your sandwich is all falling apart and then you can't enjoy like a bite with all the things get a fork. in it. Call a fork. Huh. <laughs>
5: It, that, then it ceases to be a sandwich
6: at
3: right, the point.
0: exactly.
6: It becomes a salad. Well, you eat a
5: sandwich that's not sturdy and it falls <laughs> apart that bad so that often. you can no longer eat it? So, often. <laughs> is it like a so wet, often. Is it a wet sandwich? Like, I'm? what's happening? What are you
2: eating? Is it liquid tofu?
5: No. <laughs> baguette.
2: That's like a bread and a weapon. A baguette? But
6: it's so, but it's so good. That's the best part. That's like one of my favorite sounds in the whole world. Crunch? Yes. Baguette, <laughs> I, I, bag, so I, I like... bag all this bread in the morning. And sometimes I just hold it up to my ear and I like push
3: <laughs> it just a little bit.
2: <laughs> and it makes this amazing... Wow. Crunchy. Crunchy oh, always. Okay. So... Yeah. That's, yeah. a, that's a rotten feeling when you go into the store to oh we need a baguette I'm a, I'm a baguette you <laughs> um, oui. oui. you get the baguette and you you drive all the way back home and the baguette is like rock solid inside someone's yeah, like that doesn't happen at my yeah, store not at your store not when Joy's making no, no. the baguettes. I'm not allowing they that make to it. she squeezed everyone <laughs> to make sure they make I a do. certain that sound that is true if it's if it's too hard so, someone comes in it's, no you got to do it the It like on a concrete baguette smashing
6: on a baguette, it's all about the ends. Squeeze the end. Too tough. It, it,
2: someone comes in and complain it. about their baguette. They're like, hey, this baguette was rock solid. I want to talk to who's in charge. She was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I, I listen to every single one of those baguettes. It's true. <laughs> it's I listen true. to everyone. She's <laughs> got a special, special scope. She like, it's
3: up to him.
6: It's true. I do it. Not going to deny it. That's called huh. dedication. Okay, so what I'm saying here is that. Um, <laughs> Well, actually, the next, this goes along with what I'm saying. The next point in this article is that it creates a consistent flavor of the sandwich. You're not getting crust flavor on certain I don't buy bites. any of this nonsense.
2: <laughs> it's sturdy and consistent. It is. You don't, so that's how you describe like you, you, the, the the construction of your home, not a something you put in your mouth. So when you
6: eat something, you want it to just like taste different every time,
2: every time you take a bite, you want it to just taste that's different. That's the fun you know, of it. You know, that's it the fun fresh.
6: of it. No, that's not the fun of it.
2: This bread's so good, it's cause it's sturdy and consistent. <laughs> That's what I look for in a good sandwich shop. Or your sandwich is sturdy and consistent. Uh. Uh. I want a reliable sandwich, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and it better have a lot of blueberries in it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Okay.
2: Also,
6: I'm just gonna say that the heel Uh-oh. is what protects all your precious White
5: bread in there. Yeah. And uh, that's why you don't it. eat it, because it protects it from all the nasties. The heel's the defender of no, the it's bread. Noble.
3: It's, <laughs> it's noble. Is a, Double, it, it
5: collects all the, the junk that you don't want in your bread. Yeah. No. It's like a filter. It's like Wait. a filter fish. Listen.
6: listen <laughs> what are you
2: doing to your bread? Eating it? All I want to say is that the, 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 the heel is the backside of the bread, it's the behind of the bread. It's and the, the front the, side. It's the behind.
6: All I'm saying is forget uncrustables. I love uncrustables. I want, <laughs> I want crustables.
2: <laughs> 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 With your mouth full of pollution. by now? Blueberries. I love uncrustables, especially
6: if they're blueberry. Anyway, so I think we've established
2: that I'm right, and
5: um, <laughs> uh, winning room. <laughs> winning room.
2: Well, that was all. That was a nice discussion That's it. about bread.
6: That's that was it. it. Those
5: are your only points
6: well I mean I have more but I feel like you guys aren't taking no, me I'm seriously I'm taking it very seriously okay I will
2: I will shut up and I will listen to the arguments for the heel <laughs> sorry I thought you um, said these were scientific by the way they are that's not science no they are that's not <laughs> that science that
6: argument that I just gave you they are is yeah. about as sound as the arguments <laughs> you've given me uh, they so, are
5: now you sound like an atheist so often, just it, so just often. Is. It, is, it just is it is it just
6: is it just is. We're going to do a bread sampling. Please. Blind taste Please. test. Please. Texture. <laughs> I, I'll I, I will know. I will know. From the texture. <laughs> I will know instantly. Oh and I'll my gosh, man. We're out. doing this. We're doing I this. Will you know. won't know. You won't even know. That's the
2: heel, and I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so Also, I mean there's, okay. there's like, I could
6: just go on just and on real
2: fast if you went to a party it was like a get-together with all your friends and everyone's okay. bringing like like potluck everyone's bringing like you know their own special food to impress everybody and to have them enjoy themselves if, if somebody came over with a plate full of sandwiches that was all made out of heels I'm not that would start a fight no that would be amazing right it'd be good That, that really would started, be yeah. amazing I brought a bunch of sandwiches and, and the heels think
0: of the cost they went through that would, Each true right. Took an entire There's little... love there Yeah that's There's true.
5: love Yeah that's true. Well, I'll be on the other side of the room eating the little smokies And the summer sausage while
2: you're over there eating your heel Shashage. bread You be over there in a corner like all by yourself Just eating blueberry bread <laughs> all by yourself <laughs> People who eat bread heels are
6: lonely. No, he'd That's be over there in a corner just, so just of his oh. face
2: with blueberry Whatever bread. meat whatever blueberry meat is I can
5: find. And blueberry bread. And blueberry, blueberry bread.
2: <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all, right. all right. I think you're mine. I think I'm you're mine. Right. So uh, <laughs> uh,
6: yeah. Don't don't cast your pearls to swine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, don't cast so, your bread heels Before the swine, swine. Oh, That's not, good isn't
4: there a They reference to it.
6: having the heel swine,
5: bruise Swine would eat it The heel bruise Yeah, yes. Swine will eat anything Who else would be eating, They'll eating it? They'll eat
2: you They would They would The prodigal son Is saying <laughs> Yeah he was, he was with the pigs, and they were tossing all the oh. bread heels to him and he was Not like, <laughs> like I, I find myself in a predicament here. I didn't plan on all my father's servants are eating delicious food, and I'm in here with the dang sturdy bread. bread heels. All this bread's so sturdy and consistent. And I'm and, sick of it. And he came out a better
6: person for yeah. it. Uh, it's character building. I when he came Ben's home, the father <laughs> put
2: a ring on his finger and a loaf of bread in his mouth.
6: <laughs> I think we should use bread heels for
0: communion. Like that should be the oh, only no. thing that we use. No, no, no. Oh, that would be no. awful.
5: <laughs> that would be awful. It's not as at least it wouldn't be uh garlic flavored. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, guys, guys. One time sorry. one time somebody accidentally bought like like I remember garden that. herb Titus uh, flavored, <laughs> 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 flavored communion crackers, yeah, and it was the most horrible thing in the world. We're
2: like, why? Why does I did would have do- rather had heel bread. Well, more. why does that
5: exist? I don't know. I don't why know. Why does flavored somebody's evil? That's not
0: as bad as having sour grape juice, expired grape juice for communion. Yeah, and the entire church just like drives. Yeah, at <laughs> once.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's happened before. Too. Oh, that's bad. Um.
2: <laughs> all right, so. ApologiaRadio.com is where you go to get all the past episodes, guys. Check them out. We have some good shows coming up planned for you, and I'm uh, excited to share some new ideas, new things we're going to be doing. Uh, don't forget to go to MissionAware.com. They support the ministry of Apologia Church, so you should go and support them by t t-shirt. Pastor Luke right now is wearing a J.C. Ryle, yes. Ryle shirt, Holiness. That's a fantastic book on sanctification that I think every Christian needs to read, and Get their teeth kicked in. It's always good for you. Yeah, yeah. Holiness by J.C. Ryle. Um, but also, don't forget ReformCon.org. you got to get your tickets, guys. As soon as you can, there are also group rates. Let people know about the conference. I'm very excited about it. And check out our YouTube channel, Apologies Studios and YouTube. We put up the entire stream, the live stream of endabortionnow.com. And we're cutting up the individual talks now. And so each going talk, in- yeah, you can share the individual talks as well. <laughs> they were built in such a way as to be um, foundations, a platform leading into how do we end abortion immediately at the state level. And so go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It was viewed again by, we we estimate about 20,000, over 20,000 people the first day. And so very exciting uh, stuff that God is doing. Um, don't Na- forget. Nay Wilson's uh, TV shows on YouTube too. Oh, sweet! Nate Wilson's TV show. Yes, Andy Wilson, author of Outlaws of Time, and go check that out. I'm excited about that. Imagination
0: food. It was awesome. We didn't even talk about how awesome the interview was. Yeah, you want to say something real fast about it? It was we go? awesome. <laughs> okay, well, I think they should it watch awesome. it. it no, they should watch well, it because he really talks about, you know, why he writes Christian fantasy, and you know the the Christians who get upset about like uh, like see C- the magic and C.S. Lewis and all that sort of stuff, and he says. Well, the Bible has a magical quality about it as well, and if we we teach kids to really embrace imagination and, and magic in a, in a healthy way, it helps the Bible be more wondrous than it you know than, than we when we take all that stuff out. Yes, sir.
5: He that also, was awesome. That he was also really said great. that those people that wouldn't put his books in the Christian bookstore eat heel bread.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and he also said the first wizard duel was between Moses and Pharaohs.
5: Yeah, that was pretty that was, sweet. That, that was, was a really, awful, a really I'm neat tell observation. He said that. Yeah, he'd probably agree.
2: He probably right be like
6: yes because red heels are the best.
2: <laughs> but it's possible. So check out the all access guys. Partnering with us, I want to say a quick thank you, and we mean it to everybody who participates with us and donates to Apology at Church. You get the all access. You made end abortion yeah. now possible. Just know that. So what God does with that. We're excited about seeing it. Um, we're already getting reports of some pretty good stuff. People organizing, getting together on it. But you made it possible. This radio show, you made possible. The TV shows, you made possible. Everything at Church is doing to get the gospel to the ends of the world, uh, ends of the earth, you made possible. And so we're grateful. Thank you, Steady Randy, for coming in today. Yes, sir. Luke Whitebread Pearson. Boober Bread. Thank you, sir. Joy, the girl. Joy, we need you on this show. Yes. Oh, thanks. That's right. Let's do what it takes to make sure you can come every time. King Ginger. I'm here. The Pit Man. From the pits of hell. All right, guys. I'm Jeff Durbin, the Ninja. This has been Apologia Radio. We'll catch you guys next time.